Good morning, 810 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Shane Tucker is the chief deputy of the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office. He joins us now. Hey, Shane, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, Andrew, good morning. Good morning. So I know we're going to spend a fair amount of time talking about the Tyree Nichols case because I know you've seen the video and uh, you have thoughts, and that's why I want to ask my law enforcement uh, experts about this. But before we get to that, just two quick things I want to make sure that we cover briefly. We did have a uh, an SRO, a school resource officer, who um, was uh, charged with a um, uh, criminal behavior before he was an SRO, but when he was actually a deputy. Tell me what happened here. Uh, that's right, uh, and it does appear that this uh, this incident, this alleged incident, occurred several years ago, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, sometime in the neighborhood of 2016, uh, and that was well before he was he was in in his position as an SRO. Um, we haven't uncovered any reason to believe or any evidence to suggest that um, uh, there there's been any type of offenses like that in our schools. Um, but certainly, if anybody has any concerns or information, we, we would ask them to call us. Um, but, you know, obviously, this is a, a very disconcerting thing uh, anytime a deputy is arrested, uh, but particularly when uh, when they're arrested and, and, and accused to have uh, committed some type of uh, a lewd and lascivious crime on a child. So uh, uh, we're sick. We're sick about it. Um, and uh, it was, you know, it was it was just something that we just had to address immediately. And, and we did. Um, and, of course, like all defendants, he's innocent until proven guilty. Uh, a jury will determine whether or not he was guilty or innocent. Uh, but the fact remains there was probable cause for his arrest, so uh, he was arrested and terminated. Yeah, and, of, of course, you know, you hear that kind of a crime, I mean any crime, but that particular kind of a crime with somebody who subsequently became an SRO, and it raises all of your red flag alerts if you're a parent and you're concerned. So. Uh, obviously, as you say, we'll find out more as um, you know the legal process moves forward. The other thing is that you guys were involved in a um, a fairly sizable drug bust at is it the Blackwater Correctional Facility, the state prison? Is that right? Uh, yeah, we sure were. Uh, last week, uh, an investigator with the Department of Corrections uh, uh, gave us a call and asked us to assist them with the uh, investigation they were working. Uh, so we uh, we utilized one of our canine teams. Uh, and they were able to locate, uh, I believe it was over 508 grams of uh, crack cocaine that one of their employees uh, was uh, evidently intending to uh, smuggle into the facility. Wow. So we were certainly certainly proud to, to participate in that and help keep keep that, that amount of drugs out of a prison. Wow. Half a, I mean, you said 500 grams, half a kilo. I mean, half a brick. That's, wow. That, that's, <laughs> that's a lot, that's a lot of dope. Wow. Which, of course you know, makes you think, well, you know, what else has gone in in the past? And, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. just just all of that. We we know it's one of these great challenges to, um, you know, keep bad things out of the prison environment. So, wow. OK. All right. Well, I definitely wanted to spend some time talking with you today about the uh, the Tyree Nichols video. And uh, I know you have seen the body camera and also the Sky Cop, the the camera from down on the pole, which to me was the one that showed the most. But before I ask you specific questions, I just want to kind of get your thoughts when you, re- you know, your reaction to seeing this video. Uh, this video is, is incredibly disturbing. I mean, I don't really have, have the words, you know, um, and any time you and I have discussed anything like this, I always preface our conversation with, um, you know, something to the effect where we're very early on in, in our analysis. Of course. And, and we don't have all the facts. Um, but but I can tell you when when I watched that video, um, I, I didn't see legitimate police tactics. I didn't see a legitimate arrest. What I saw was a beatdown. 
That's see, that's what I saw too, and not just that, but I saw moments of uh, sort of like optional excessive brutality like when i saw there was one part where the police officer came over and kicked him in the face a couple of times or you know i'm gonna baton the bleep out of you and then he proceeds to and then when when the case where they were holding him up so that one of the officers could punch him in the face about five times and i'm like i i i don't i don't see anything here that's accomplishing a legitimate law enforcement purpose i just see mob rage is what it looked like to me there, there were numerous times uh, during that video um, where they, they could have could have taken the opportunity to um, to place him in handcuffs. To um, you know, they they kept saying over and over, "Put your hands behind your back." Well, I would have really liked to have seen one of those officers grab that other arm and make him put it behind his back. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, particularly with that pole cam, when you can kind of get a, a up above view of the incident, you, you see all kinds of, of things like that um, where, you know, they're, they're not really making, they don't appear to be making uh, any real earnest efforts to put him in handcuffs. Um, they're, they're, they're beating him. And in, in the, the, the one you described where they stood him up and two held him, the officer that punched him actually had to adjust his position so he could square up and punch him in the face. Um, and, and that's in, in no way is that legitimate police tactics. I mean, we don't have all the information we have what we have, but what we have is it seems like a lot and enough to make a, a, some judgments. The, the one thing that I was thinking to myself while I was watching this is, I can't say about these police officers' behavior under other circumstances, except I have to assume that it's relatively within the bounds of normal police work. This seemed to me like somehow something got them going down the overly aggressive path, and none of them were willing to take any of the off-ramps that they could have taken. And collectively, as I'm sure close friends within this special subunit or whatever, just kind of all egged each other on, and it was... Nobody was willing to stop and nobody stepped in to tell him to stop. And none of them stepped up and said, hey, we ought not to be doing with this. Is that how you read it? Uh, at this point, uh, there, there's really a lot of unanswered questions. Um, you know, we have we have more questions and answers. And, okay. And I hope eventually they will be answered. Okay. Um, w- w- the way I read this video, th- there's three logical places that, that I would start in, in an attempt to to analyze what happened. Um First, the, the the culture within the agency and the unit that they're in. Now, I'm, I'm not casting dispersions on the Memphis Police Department because I don't I don't know anything about them. Sure. Um, but generally, when when you see officers conduct themselves in in a manner that that just is this blatantly contrary to sound policing principles, uh, it's reasonable to ask whether or not there is a culture uh, in, in that department or is this an, an aberration. Uh, secondly, um, I would want to know about the training that these officers and the other officers of the Memphis Police Department receive uh, as it pertains to use of force. Um, I cannot imagine they have received any training that, that dictated those tactics. Yeah. I, I just I do not believe that. Um, so how have they been trained to deal with noncompliance? And, and third, um, uh, it may not seem completely obvious, but I would look at the department's hiring and retention values. Um, you know, what, what are their, their strict hiring practices? Do they have uh, practices to weed out unqualified officers? Um, like so many departments we've discussed before that, that, are, that are having uh, issues 
uh, retaining and attracting candidates? Have they lowered their standards? I'd be really interested to know about these particular officers and, and were there any red flags that, that, that would have kept them out had it not been for a, a staffing crisis? And, and, and look, as we already talked about today, you know, there have been a few deputies in Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office recently, unfortunately, who have broken the law or been alleged to have broken the law and have had to be let go. Uh, so every agency is going to have problems and you work around that by hiring well and monitoring well and retaining with good judgment. And you're still going to have people sometimes be people. My, my last question for you, though, is on, on this. Like if you were to train from this video, if you were to use this as a resource to, you know, teach officers how not to have this happen. Do you see anything that stands out to you as a how you would train with this video as a tool? Well, I think from a, from a training standpoint, the, the major takeaway uh, from this is, you know, in, in each of these officers, what we've observed was, uh, again, and I hate to keep saying the same thing over and again, but what we, res, we, we observe is absolutely zero sound tactical efforts to place somebody under arrest. Um, and so I, I guess a, a training point that I would take out of that is an arrest is not always and typically is not a street fight. Uh, what you saw there was people engaged in a street fight. That was a, a, a straight up beatdown. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I guess that from a training standpoint, what we saw is not salvageable. Um, I, I can't look at that video and say, well, this is what they were trying to do. There, there's no salvageable police tactics there. Okay. Um, you know. Yeah, no, that 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 makes sense to me, and I you know, same what I what I saw didn't look anything like the policing that I've seen, and that would raise again these questions of what is this, what is the training system, you know, what are they being taught, what have they been taught, uh, how were they hired? I mean, all of the right questions you would ask about the context within which these officers were operating, and it raises a lot of questions about that for sure. Uh, Shane, uh, any last final thoughts on this? Uh, just because I know you know you're the first law enforcement guy that I've had on to talk about this, uh, and we've gotten into it in some depth. And again, I know you're always cautious about um, uh, you know stories at a distance, but I, I did want to make sure to give you your full chance to say if there's anything else that I've failed to bring up or that you want to tell people that you wanted to say about this. You know, one one final point that I'd like to mention, um, you know, kind of, a, a, I don't know, a pet project of mine or a, a real concern of mine is, is police uh, community relationships. Mm. And just there's one thing that I will point out. When we have videos like this, whether it's in Ferguson, whether it's in Minneapolis or Memphis or Oakland, uh, wherever it is, almost 100 percent of the time, without exception, it is between a police department and a community that has a incredibly broken or strained relationship. This is why community police relationships are are the most important uh, component in in our our, our street level criminal justice. Um, you know, th this is why it's so important that for the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office to engage in that community relationship um, before something like this happens. Um, so that you know, the goal is for it not to ever get to that point. Well, I mean, you know, look, it's basic human relation stuff, right? Like if, if if you and I are friends and you do something stupid, well, I have a whole bunch of positive backdrop to judge that against. If you and I are strangers and you do something stupid, I don't have any backdrop. And if you and I are enemies and you do something stupid, I mean, you know, 
the context of the relationship will dramatically uh, uh, differentiate between how we react to a bad thing that happens. And, you know, creating the good relationship is the goal. Uh, Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office Chief Deputy Shane Tucker. Chief, as always, thank you for the time and uh, thanks for being so, uh, uh, you know, forthcoming about your opinions about this. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. We'll talk to you soon.